Hello and welcome to the second real episode of My Stupid Little Life. I am Bobby, I am your host, and again, we're going without an intro. I feel like I kind of get into the flow a little bit better without the music and everything for now, so we're going to try it like this. Again, another lo-fi episode, if you will, still waiting on the equipment, so this is how it's going to be from here until the equipment comes in. Uh, So I want to start off today with a humorous tale from my job. Um, We... The last episode was pretty much uh, focused on one of the worst days that I've had at it. And uh, I wanted to give you a little bit of a the lighter side, if you will. Um, so obviously, mental health is something we talked about last episode. And it's something that is very important. And it's not really a laughing matter. But, you know, some of the stuff you hear, you just can't help but laugh. And that's kind of where we fall with this one. Um, had a gentleman who was complaining that his pants would not give him his cigarettes back. And no, you, you you heard me right. It wasn't his parents that wouldn't give him his cigarettes back. It was his pants. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do with that. Um, but that's where we were. Anyway, the past couple days have been filled with all kinds of cool announcements in the world of nerddom. And if you're, you know, into games or comics or, or movies the MCU stuff that Disney's doing, it was a pretty good couple days as far as for announcements go. So I'm going to try and cover as much of that as I can. Um, Just so much cool stuff. First thing I want to talk about is uh, I actually got to sit down and play, sit down and play NHL 21 on my Xbox One X. Um, Despite some initial issues getting it set up, apparently there's some problems with it and the UI and if you have announcements turned on, it'll mess up the loading and it was kind of a pain to get set up, which I did not expect from, you know, an Xbox game. Um, But once I got it going, it was really cool. The gameplay was great. Uh, One of the things that I was really, really impressed with was uh, the ECHL teams and players and arenas and the attention to diff- to um, the attention to detail that they put into it. Where I looked at the Center Ice logo, we have a we have a local team here called the Florida Everblades, and they play in the ECHL. And we go and see them, you know, a couple times a year. And I expected that it would be more like MLB The Show, where okay, the team is represented. It's got. The, it's got the team name and it's got the team affiliation, but it doesn't have the actual players. It's got, you know, some computer generated, aside from your, your big name prospects, it's just got some computer generated random stadiums and random players that come up. I was wrong. The Center Ice logo was correct right down to the sponsors. The On the red lines, it has the gator teeth in the red lines, just like they do at the stadium. It was branded with Hertz Arena and Arthrex in Center Ice logo. And then on top of it all, the players, the actual players that I'm going down 75 to Hertz Arena to see are actually in the game. And that was one of the coolest aspects of it. You know, it's a tiny thing in the grand scheme, but it just made it so much more immersive and so much more fun to be able to say, okay, cool, I can actually play as these guys that I'm going to see. And it's really cool for my nephew, Peyton, because he loves the Everblades. 
loves hockey, loves the Everblades, and it was really cool to see him say, oh man, I've seen that guy play before. That blew my mind. So kudos to EA. I know you guys get a bunch of crap for putting out the iterative um, releases every year with the sports games. And, you know, it, some of it's not unwarranted. It's a lot of the games, it really is just slap a new roster on and that's all there is to it. But this has been a really, really cool experience to get to play that and to, to see that. So I wanted to give them a shout out. So second on my little punch list here of video games to talk about um, I was really excited for Doom Eternal to come to the Switch. And I know it's kind of silly, you know, why play Doom Eternal on the Switch when I can play it in 4K on the Xbox One X. But there's just something about it. I really, really wanted it on the Switch. Until I found out that it was digital only. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I buy a game, when I buy a movie, when I buy music... Typically, I like to have a physical copy of it. Books, I've started to kind of cave a little bit because it's easier to, to read them on my iPad um, running out of bookshelf space. So, eh, yeah, I kind of get the book aspect. And even with music, it's just so easy to buy the music on iTunes. It's so, so easy. Um, that I've kind of started the cave on that too. There's certain bands that I'll always buy a physical release. Uh, Foo Fighters, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Flogging Molly, you know, bands like that, uh, Say Anything. I try to go out of my way to buy a physical copy. I like to have that copy in my hand. And I Weezer comes to mind too because I actually just bought the Blue Album for God knows how many times I've bought it on different physical media, but it came out on vinyl. And I needed to own it on vinyl, so I do. Um, but, you know, music, so I've kind of gone the way of digital on music as well. But video games, I hate buying digital only. The only way I'll do that is if it's super duper cheap. If it's like a dollar or two dollars or, you know, ten dollars, depending on the game, then okay, I can buy it digitally. The problem comes when we've got the Switch which the Switch is great for digital purchases. It's, you know, it's a gaming system on the go. It's made for that kind of stuff, but the problem is Nintendo only put 32 gigs of onboard storage. Now, obviously, you can expand that with an SD card, but the way that these games are starting to come out, they're too big to put too many games on the system. And... I know the argument is currently because the next-gen systems are out and people are having trouble with their storage on them already. The argument is always, oh, well, do you really need all of your games on one card or on one system or all of them downloaded at a time? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I do. That's why I buy physical media. So I have them all easy access and I don't have to wait an hour or however long to download them before I play them. Because what's going to happen in that time that I'm waiting for it to download? Most likely something else is going to come up and pique my interest. And I'm not going to end up playing that game that I have to wait however long to download. Unless it's, you know, maybe a 5-minute, 10-minute download. I have a busy life. I have a 9-year-old nephew that is constantly trying to do all kinds of different things. I don't have the luxury 
of waiting an hour if I decide, oh, hey, you know what? I really want to play Doom Eternal. But I had to delete it so that I could download Halo Infinite. So now I've got to wait and wait for that to download. That doesn't play well for me. I like physical media. The other reason being, even though it can be, you know, degraded and it can be damaged and it can become unplayable, I'd still rather have a disc or a cartridge that I can put in a system if for some reason I don't have internet access and I can still play that game. It's part of the reason why I like retro so much because that stuff is there. I have it. I don't have to worry about it going away. I don't have to worry about, oh, you know what? My internet's down. There was a hurricane. We have no, we have no internet. We have no cable. I've got the games. I put them in. They work. End of story. So that's my little soapbox moment on physical media versus digital. Another cool game that I saw that I'm super excited about and probably more excited than I should be based on how the other games based on this property have turned out, but I'm excited to see the new Evil Dead game. Now, it was only a teaser. It was maybe a minute and a half, if that. Uh, Bruce Campbell did the voiceover for it, so I'm immediately sold. Um, But it looks really cool. I'm excited to get into that. Um, I saw, didn't get to see the actual preview of it because the internet was wonky at work um but i did see that there's a new perfect dark game coming out that's piqued my interest i really want to see how that turns out um back for blood i believe it's called by the creators of left for dead looks really cool and i got an email actually to be in the beta for that so i might be able to check that out and uh report back to you guys on that one we'll see i don't know if i'm gonna end up playing that one or not um, but yeah, so there, it's a really cool time to see all of these games. Oh, oh, and the big one for Smash players, Sephiroth is in Smash Brothers. I don't know when that's coming out. I did not pay attention too much. I just saw Sephiroth and I was, and I know I'm pronouncing that name wrong and somebody's going to come at me for it, but you know what? It is what it is. Anyway, on to the movies, MCU stuff and other wonderful announcements that were made um so spider-man 3 spider-man 3 is looking like it's going to have pretty much anyone who was ever involved with any kind of spider-man media ever in it so so far we've got andrew garfield toby mcguire alfred molina jamie fox we've got um what is her name Emma Stone, who played Gwen Stacy. And we've got Kirsten Dunst, who played MJ, Mary Jane, in the first trilogy. Um, we've got Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil in the wonderful Netflix series, is going to be in this movie. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in it as Doctor Strange, obviously. And who knows who else? This movie looks like it's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait, and I really hope it doesn't let me down. Um, Fun fact, I like Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker and Spider-Man better than I like Tobey Maguire. I don't know what it is. Something about Tobey Maguire, I just do not like him as an actor. And 
you know, that's nothing against his skills as an actor. I think he's a fine actor. I really just do not like him in that role. And I don't know why. I loved Sam Raimi, his direction in those first three. Well, all right, the first two movies, because let's be honest, the third one sucked. All right. I think that they were overall the superior movies to the second, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. But I really liked Andrew Garfield in the role. I just didn't like those movies as much. Although Paul Giamatti as the rhino chewing that scenery like no one else. I didn't like what they did to the rhino. But holy crap. That was hilarious. Anyway, that movie looks like it's going to be bonkers. I'm totally excited for it. I'm hoping that it turns out good. Um, Along those same lines, Fantastic Four has been announced. And we knew it was only a matter of time. We knew that Marvel's first family was coming to the silver screen thanks to the... And joining the MCU. We didn't know when. Now the only announcement that we're waiting on really in the end in the MCU, is going to be X-Men. And what they're going to do with that, we have no idea. I don't know. I have ideas for what I'd like to see them do. I just don't see that happening soon, or at least as soon as I'd like. Um, we'll have to wait, out, wait that out and see. But I really want the details on the Fantastic Four movie. I can't wait to see who they put as the director. I can't wait to see who they cast. I hope they do it justice. I mean, you can't really do much worse than what has been done to the Fantastic Four in the past between the Roger Corman movie, which if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the Roger Corman movie, I don't even know if it's worth you looking up. It was bloody awful. Uh, I've never seen it. But I know it was awful because I've seen the stills. And I honestly, I don't think it was even actually released. If I remember correctly, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie was made as a rights placeholder. And then it was shelved right away. Never saw the light of day. But thanks to the internet and time passing, we have seen it make its way onto the internet. And good God, the stills that I've seen have been terrible. Um just absolutely horrible and honestly i think that it might be the only version of fantastic four that makes josh trask's version look good um which again uh, you know that movie was a piece of hot garbage and i think everyone involved in it would agree with that um and, and the funny thing is that actually makes the two that fox made the best Fantastic Four movies that have been made by Hollywood. Let that sink in a little bit. All right. Hopefully this one is better than all of them. Along those same lines, we've got the announcement of the Loki series. We've got the announcement of WandaVision with another trailer. We've got the um, all of the announcements that came out. Secret Invasion. They're going to do a Secret Invasion series. How cool is that? And that brings into question a lot of the things we've seen with Nick Fury lately. Nick Fury hanging out on a spaceship with a bunch of scrolls. So is that really Nick Fury? What's going on there? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. 
but I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited for Armor Wars. I want to see what they're going to do there without Tony involved, but they did say that Rhodey will be there, so Don Cheadle's going to be reprising his role as War Machine. That should be really cool. They're doing an Ironheart series. They're doing a She-Hulk series. They're doing, um, obviously, Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks amazing. The trailer for that dropped, and that was just that really, really, really good. Um, going over to the Star Wars side of things, we we're getting a live action Ahsoka series. How awesome is that? I was hoping that we'd see something like that based on how Rosario Dawson portrayed her on The Mandalorian, which The Mandalorian, if you haven't been watching, it's amazing. It's fantastic. You need to watch it. Um, we're getting a series based on Cassian Andor from Rogue One. That's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. We're getting a movie based on Rogue Squadron. For those of you who liked um, the Clone Wars series, we're getting a Bad Batch series. It's going to be animated. It should be really, really cool. And then breaking from the superhero slash Star Wars stuff, we are also getting a Mighty Ducks sequel. And Emilio Estevez is supposed to return for it. Now, when I saw this initially, it was because Dylan Playfair who is on Letterkenny, which Letterkenny is another great show. If you're not watching it, you should be, um, had posted a trailer on Twitter. And I started thinking to myself, well, who needs to be in a Mighty Ducks sequel more than Jonesy and Riley from Letterkenny? And that's Dylan Playfair and Andrew Herr. And so I posted it on Facebook saying if Jonesy and Riley, Dylan Playfair and Andrew Herr aren't in the movie, we riot. Uh, only to then watch the trailer and see that uh, Dylan Playfair is actually in the movie, and I looked like a giant tool. So yeah, that that was my awesome mistake of the day. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we're at for now. I, I saw all that stuff, and I had to get something out today to talk about it. Super excited for all of this stuff. You know, I never would have imagined when I was in elementary school and even high school that all this stuff that I thought was really cool and a lot of my friends had no idea what it was, I never thought this stuff would be blowing up the way it is and that it would be the cornerstone of Hollywood. Because let's face it, honestly, right now, Star Wars, comic books, all this stuff, all this cool stuff, all these video game movies that are coming out, which typically video game movies suck, but honestly, Sonic the Hedgehog was really good. Um, all this stuff is coming out and... This is stuff that people back in the day, back when I was growing up, would have laughed at you for liking and did laugh at us for liking. Um, but hey, man, it, it's finally happened. We've taken over. Um, it's super cool, and I can't wait to to see this stuff explode on the screen. Um, God, the Rogue Squadron movie, especially if it's, you know, I picture Top Gun in space, but without all of the you know, volleyball scenes. And uh, it should be really, really cool. Um, but that's all I've got for this week, or at least this episode. Um, hoping to get Kara and AJ on this weekend and posting that. Uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. Be good to each other. I'll talk to you later.